2: The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis with you this morning. We are taking your calls at 801-575-8255. You can text us your questions at 575-00. Back to our phone lines. Lynn is in Mapleton. Good morning, Lynn. What was your question?
3: Good morning. I have several questions about bugs. How do you get rid of yellow jackets in the ground? We have a nest under our sidewalk.
1: So there, it is a nest, not just individual <coughs> ground bees.
3: Well, a lot of them are going in under the sidewalk in the same place. So I think it's a nest.
1: Okay. Well, you want to do anything you're going to do after the sun goes down because they won't fly. And okay. if you can find the entrance... In late evening, you know, I'm talking like 9 o'clock where you can just still kind of see. I would consider Mm -hmm. getting an aerosol and spraying it into the nest from the entrance. I've, I've tried wasp and hornet spray and it didn't touch them. Well, they may be deeper under there and short of doing a lot of half dodgy things that may get you stung a lot. I I think right now, unfortunately, is going to be calling an exterminator to see if they can get rid of them. Is that the right
3: spray wasp and hornet? It is. Should I just get closer at nine? Uh, I mean, don't stand,
1: yeah, nine o'clock at night, get closer and see if you can have that spray go into the nest more deeply. And at, you know, at night, you're going to be a lot safer than, say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, I have I just harvested some rows of corn in our small garden. We have raised beds, and it had the little small black bugs at the end, so it was going to be a worm later on. I pulled those all out afterwards, but now I'd like to replant the dirt in the with beans and peas and that kind of thing. Is there something I can treat the dirt with in the garden so that the bugs that might be living in the dirt won't just eat up everything that
1: well, I want to plant. The bugs that attack the corn generally will not attack peas and beans. And so I would just say, don't worry about it because I think you were seeing a sap beetle sucking the sugars out of the actual kernels of corn. And so sap beetles don't generally get into bees to beans or peas and so I wouldn't worry too much.
3: Okay. Just plant it. Yep. Um, bugs everywhere in the yard, uh, like the, on the edges of a lilac tree and other bushes, it looks almost pink, like you use scissors that notch all over. What's that bug and what do I want to spray it's with? It's a
1: root weevil. They're a beetle okay. that feeds on the, the, the adult's notch leaves, but it's the babies that are doing a lot of damage. And you just get a general... Yard and garden spray with something like permethrin, bifenthrin, cyfluthrin, and spray those once a week for four or five weeks because they have an indeterminate life cycle. And if you keep killing the adults, they can't lay any more eggs.
3: Do you, do I soak the ground then with
1: the permethrin
3: No, no, spray you spray, just
1: spray the leaves. Spray the leaves. Yeah. Okay.
3: Thank you. Grub, does grub stuff work in bushes, too, or do no, you only nope. want to
1: put that on the lawn? That's for the lawn. It's not registered for bushes.
3: Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate All right, Lynn, that.
2: Thanks for your call this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, next listener, Ton says they've had an abundance of greenery and shrubbery on their raspberries, but no fruit. What gives? Heat, Same stuff, again, right? He, that heat n- yeah. maybe
1: even irrigation. So just make sure those raspberries are being soaked a couple of, you know, twice a week so they don't dry out Mm -hmm. and just hope for the best. But last winter and the previous fall were so damaging to a lot of plants. You, You could be seeing a lot of first year growth which that will give you next year's berries.
2: Next listener says, should you trim a tomato plant? Some people call it a sucker branch. Do you leave it or do you trim it off?
1: Oh, I don't, I I don't fuss with pruning tomatoes and I get plenty of tomatoes, but there are a lot of people who do. Hmm. And if you're wanting to train them up a trellis or train them up a stake, you know, especially those indeterminate ones, you do need to do the pruning. Sheridan is a lot more into pruning tomatoes. And she does hers. But what will happen, if you prune them, you get bigger tomatoes but slightly lower yields. If you don't prune them, you get a greater yield, but the tomatoes are a little smaller.
2: I've just been staking up the bigger branches that yeah. are branching off. But I've had plenty of tomatoes, so I'm yeah. not sure they need to be bigger.
1: No, it's just it's something that you can do if you want to influence yields and size, but you don't have to.
2: Lisa, thanks for your text this morning. Back to our phone lines. Bruce is on the line in Harriman. Good morning, Bruce.
1: Good morning. I have some low areas in my lawn that I want to build up, especially next to the, the edges where I have some metal trim. What kind of soil do I want to put in? Do I want to mix seed? I just need some help on what to do there. So what I would do, how many do you have, by the way, is it an entire lawn or just a few areas? It's just some areas, mostly next to the edges. There's just some area where new trim was put in. Okay. So what I would do is just get some playground sand and every three to four weeks, put down a quarter to a third of an inch of it in those areas and just slowly raise the grade once, you know, every three or four weeks. And over a period of a year or two, you can get those built back up. Okay, that's I mean, good help. Thank the, you much. Uh, Yeah, just real quick, the other way to do it, if you wanted to do it quickly, would be to dig the grass out like you were d- doing sod and get three inches of dirt underneath the grass and then just put more dirt down and then just lay right back over the top. That's more work, but it's more immediate Or if you want to do it the slow way, the playground sand. Okay, thank you very much for your help.
2: All right, Bruce, thanks for your call this morning. Are you still getting a lot of calls at the extension for different things,
1: Tom? Yeah, the last few weeks it's been mostly peaches and damage. There's been certain neighborhoods along the Wasatch Front where oak trees were heavily damaged, but they were bur oak, which Mm -hmm. is a Midwest native that we plant here because it's quite adapted. We've been getting calls on grubs, why is my lawn unhealthy, and why aren't my tomatoes producing fruit? Those have been the, the, the major ones. ones, yes.
2: Yeah, we had a problem with cutworms that we didn't even know we had. Um, we've treated for grubs and all sorts of stuff, but the lawn just still along the edges just looked kind of yucky. And now,
3: hmm, uh-huh,
2: things are starting to turn around. It's amazing what happens when you actually treat the lawn for what's yeah, wrong with treat it.
1: Treat for long, what's wrong with it and cooler temperatures always. Help resurrect the lawn. Absolutely.
2: We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the final segment of the show. The phone lines are open 801 575 8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500.
4: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind
1: of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
4: I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Shaleos, Tom Bettis with you taking your calls for this final segment. We have about 10 minutes left. 801-575-8255. Phone lines are open and you can text us at 575-00. We did have a suggestion, Ton, from a listener about the Hornets and that were under the sidewalk. And this person says, well, simply put dirt heavily over that entrance or exit and then put they were saying that, you know, you what you were saying, that often the spray can't get down far enough yeah. into that nest, so it's hard to have it be effective.
1: Sometimes they can dig through the some soil and sometimes not. And if, if the area is flat enough, you can get a brick and put it against the entrance to the nest, and that can work, and leave it there for several days so that they can't get in or out. Um, s- flooding sometimes, but these are things that you need to do at night when they're in there and trying to sleep because they don't fly at night. And so you never want to try this stuff during the day.
2: So what is the best thing for things on the house, like mud wasps? I mean, these are all scary. Like if you spray that in the middle of the day, you're asking for trouble.
1: Yes. And so you'd go out in late evening with some wasp spray and get as close as you safely can and spray the entrance to the nests. And spray it heavily, because a lot of times people don't spray enough, and spray it heavily up into the nest and see if that will kill them.
2: Yeah, well, most of us are terrified to get near the nest to begin with, right? So we we don't spray it quite as well. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines. It looks like Debbie is in Sandy. Good morning, Debbie. What can we help you with?
0: Well, I have a linden tree that is, oh, it's an old linden tree, probably 20, 25 years old, and it's a beautiful tree. But it has been dropping uh, I think it's berries and leaves. They're just these little yellow yellow things uh, for for weeks now. And I'm wondering, is there anything I can do to avoid that? Because it is a mess to clean
1: up. Well, the linden, those are the seeds. And the linden chose, for whatever reason, to bear heavily this year. And then on the leaves, are you seeing green leaves drop out of the tree?
0: No. No, they're just that kind of you okay. know, yellow beige color. and what
1: you may be seeing is that the the seed that they produce is quite a large structure, I guess, and that that looks somewhat like a leaf. And in this late spring or early summer, when they're super fragrant and producing their flowers, the flowers actually look almost like a leaf, and so you may just be mistaking the seed pods for leaves.
0: Yeah, I do believe they are seed pods, that is true, but there's just so many and it's so messy and I'm just wondering if the tree has something wrong with it or if this is normal. No. I don't remember this in years past, I guess. Is no, why. If the
1: tree looks healthy, I would. the only thing I can really say is welcome to the world of trees. You know, they yeah. are living things and do different things every year. And it could be another five or 10 years before it does it again. But for whatever reason, the flowers were well pollinated and now it's just trying to send its seeds out to make new trees. Okay.
0: Well, I just wanted to make sure. Once in a while, they're sticky. Does that mean...
1: That would be uh, aphids. Okay. There are some aphids that do get into lindens. And you can if they're getting, you know, if the tree's over a driveway and it's dripping that aphid juice on the cars or something, but you can use a horticultural soap sprayed into the canopy. I know the tree's okay. probably really big, but if the leaves are sticky, that would be aphids. They were
0: for a while, but they're not now. It sounds they're, like they're natural
1: insect predators took care of it.
0: Oh, good. Okay, and when you say the uh, perimeter, you mean all the way around the base from where the tree uh, kind of hangs, right?
1: Yeah, the edge of the canopy would be the perimeter under the tree.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to know that it's, it's not a sick tree, that it's just normal, but it's a mess. Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe a leaf blower to help gather yeah. them or a mower?
0: Oh, I, yeah, I do all those things. I just <laughs> was wondering if there was something else that I could do. All
2: but, right, yeah, Debbie. no,
0: I, I do clean up after it. So thank you so much for your help.
2: Thank you for your call today. Another listener suggesting a glass bowl over-the-ground wasp nest would kill those wasps in a day or so.
1: If they can't get out I would just end it. up
2: kicking it, and it would be a big trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that may help too, hmm, okay. but there's lots of different things. But, you know, I'm a little hesitant because I just somewhat out of liability don't want to get someone stung.
2: Absolutely.
1: And when they're using these methods and if you try them, they can work, but you're on your own. Right. And the bricks and the, a lot of soil, the glass bowls, those can work as long as the nest is sealed off.
2: All right. Sherry is on the line in North Ogden. Good morning, Sherry. What was your question? Good
0: morning. My question is about my nectarine tree. Last year, a big swarm of wasps came in and ate all my nectarines when they ripened. So this year, I was watching it, and just as they started to ripen, the wasps were back. So I picked them all green, and I'm hoping that there's some kind of solution. We, I don't want to spray when the fruit is already on there and almost ripening, and the nets are just. The holes are too big so the wasps can get in. Is there anything I can do?
1: I don't know that there really is because wasps are so mobile. One thing you could uh-huh. try is away from the tree forty or 50 feet and like a month before they, they ripen, put out some wasp and hornet traps that they just fly into and can't get out and they might drown in there or whatever oh, okay. method you do and you could try starting trapping ahead of time to see if that reduces the population. Uh-huh. But short okay, of that's a great yeah, short of netting the entire tree, and there are companies out there that make those kinds of nets if the trees are small enough, there's really not much you can do.
0: Okay, so more like a mesh.
1: Yeah, that's it's a really- mesh net that there there's one, I'm trying to remember the name if it was tree bags or the the company, but there are a few companies out there that make them, but the trees need to be 10 by 10, 12 by 12. You know, and they do make some bigger ones, but once they're up above 18 to 20 feet, it gets hard to even net a tree.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much.
2: All right, Sherry, thanks for your call. I feel like we hit a raw nerve. It's obviously wasp season, getting a lot of suggestions about ways to, to kill wasps and wasp troubles.
1: Yeah, it really is frustrating when you get them because I was out and I should have been more cautious. I have some extra wall bricks in my backyard and they're the size, they're bigger than the, uh, oh no, I can't remember the name of what I wanted to talk about now. But anyway, they're pretty big and I started moving them and within 15 seconds I got stung three times on my hand. And I should have known. That's They're a perfect scary. habitat. They are scary. And so I've noticed I've got another wasp nest near my front door that's just the last three or four days. So when I'm off today, I've got my work cut out for me. And that's one thing I will be doing is trying to take care of the wasp nests because of what you know where they are.
2: Yeah. We have just a minute left in the show. Um, we have Jeff on the line from West Valley. I'm going to let him just kind of... Uh, Join us for a second here. You wanted to talk about wasps and getting rid of nests as well.
3: I, I did. I've got a big paper wasp nest, and I just don't know how to remove it safely uh, without being attacked by wasps. Uh, that's one question. And the other question is, can you safely or can you sterilize a fruit tree so that it doesn't produce fruit anymore uh, so we can keep it for shade? Because we're just not getting rid of the fruit fast enough before it drops on the ground.
4: All
1: right, you have one minute, Tom. Do okay. Your best. On the wasps, spray them in the evening the best you can and saturate the nest in the ev- you know, after the sun's gone down. And then on the fruit tree, there's a spray called Florel Flu- Fruit Eliminator that will reduce the number of fruit you get or eliminate it for one year. But it, there's nothing long term.
2: All right. Good job, Tom, trying to get all that information into just a few seconds. And thank you so much for joining us today for the KSL Greenhouse. If you didn't tune in bright and early, 8 o'clock hour, we always talk about the plant of the week. This morning, it was the coneflower. You can find out more information on that and our other features on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Uh, For example, 9 o'clock hour, our feature was fruit tree problems. People are seeing a lot of problems with their peach trees. And then 10 o'clock hour, at the very top, we talked about soil prep for lawn seating because it's almost time to do that have a great weekend and thanks so much for joining us and ton now you're off to do some yard work
1: i'm off to do some yard work weddings and then i'm out of town until next friday in iowa
4: it's the story of an american held in a dark venezuelan prison
1: then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me and this is the point where i thought i'm gonna die today
4: i'm becky bruce